Welcome back to Millennial Mental Health. I'm your host, Stephanie Contra O'Hara, and today I'm going to dive into a little bit about phobias. I'm sure everyone has heard of that word and maybe had some ideas of what it means, but I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into the seven most common phobias. According to the American Psychiatric Association, phobias are the most common mental illness among women and the second most common among men. So this is pretty, you know, frequent that people experience different phobias. They could be things that are all the way from completely debilitating to maybe just show up every once in a while in a person's life. So they can often be overlooked and the National Institute of Mental Health suggests 10% of adults in the US are impacted by phobias each year. And by learning about phobias, we can hopefully better understand how they develop, destigmatize them within our culture, and improve our overall mental health. So, without further ado, I'm going to dive into the seven most common phobias. Okay, the first one is acrophobia or their fear of heights, impacting more than 6% of people. Although it is sometimes confused with vertigo, people with acrophobia are the most prone to panic attacks rather than experiencing the spinning sensations common with vertigo. I actually personally have this fear. It's really difficult for me to enjoy going on, on hikes with to really high mountains or to really enjoy going on tours of lighthouses or um, skyscrapers in big cities. It can be pretty overwhelming at times. So while this phobia is a result or can be a result of a traumatic experience, such as a person sustaining an injury from a fall, uh, current thinking also suggests that human may have evolved acrophobia as an adaptation to the environment where the chances of fatal falls were significantly high. While it's common for people to have some degree of fear when encountering heights, this phobia involves a severe fear that can result in panic attacks and avoidance behavior. So I've personally never had a panic attack, but a lot of avoidance behaviors um, myself. And so it's interesting how phobias can look different differently in different people. This can be especially difficult for people who live in cities or in the mountains where tall buildings, bridges, or cliffs are common. The next one is aerophobia or the fear of flying. It affects 10 to 40% of adults in the U.S. This is despite the fact that airplane accidents are actually quite low and people have this phobia typically have no traumatic experience that it could have caused it. There is some speculation among psychologists that areophobia is associated with claustrophobia. This is because people with claustrophobia often react poorly when inside small spaces of planes or helicopters, regardless if the aircraft has taken off. Around 60% of people with areophobia Phobia results in having some other anxiety disorder, which makes this association more likely. Some of the common symptoms associated with this phobia, including trembling, um, a rapid heartbeat, feelings of disorientation. If someone with areophobia is forced to fly, they could have a panic attack. In 
some extreme cases, people with this phobia may panic or vomit at the mere mention of flying or boarding a plane. The fear of flying often causes people to avoid flying altogether, although with anti-anxiety medications, some people are able to cope with it. Um, I actually had a client who had this fear, and sometimes he utilized meditation tapes and as well as anti-anxiety medication in order to travel since that was part of his job. So there's definitely treatment and coping skills that could be utilized um, with experiencing, especially in our very commonly connected world today. Traveling could be often a part of someone's job. Okay, the next most common phobia is astrophobia, which is the fear of thunder and lightning. People with this phobia experience feelings of overwhelm, fear, when they experience such weather-related phenomena. The symptoms are similar to those of other phobias um, as listed above and could include other things such as shaking, rapid heart rate, and increased respiration, which can also be tied to what a panic attack looks like. During thunderstorms, people with this phobia may go to great lengths to take shelter, such as hiding in a bed under the covers or even ducking inside a closet or a bathroom. They also tend to develop an excessive preoccupation with the weather so they can remain prepared for events um, that could cause inclement weather. In some cases, this phobia may lead to agoraphobia, in which people are afraid of encountering lightning or thunder, that they're unable to leave their homes. If this occurs, it is recommended that treating both phobias at the same time would actually have better results. So there's a large amount of animal-specific phobia. However, I'm going to lump them all together in a category called animal phobias, just for the sake of time and also for this list of the seven most common. So it's important to know that people experience animal phobias for a variety of reasons. Oftentimes it is related to childhood trauma. For instance, people with arachnophobia may have been bitten by a spider when they were younger or experience other instances in which spiders were seen as something that are, are to be feared or scared to be scared of. While some other animal phobias may seem unrealistic, they feel really real to those who experience them. Um, Oftentimes, people may find themselves afraid of dogs or cats. And even though this is a very common household pet and loved by a lot of people, people still experience um, phobias of these animals. Fear of dogs is called cynophobia and are considered the most legitimately threatening due to you know, previous possible instances in which a dog could have bitten them. Um, And just because your dog hasn't bitten anyone doesn't mean that someone with cynophobia or similar animal phobia doesn't truly feel terrified of um, what you might see as a a cuddly dog. So some other common um, animal phobias are the fear of bees, uh, the fear of spiders, fear of cows or cattle, fears of bats, um, insects, horses, reptiles, like just about any animal people can experience 
a fear of those. I know some people who've never even been stung by bees have intense fear of bees. And anytime they will see them, they might want to like run away or try to hide themselves. Um, it, be, it can become, you know, pretty dangerous if that happens like while someone's driving and a bee flies into the car, they may find themselves wanting to swerve to the side of the road in order to avoid the bee just because it's an animal phobia and it may not be seen as impactful as other phobias. It can definitely decrease emotional stability when the animal is introduced to the person who has the phobia. Okay. The next most common fear and I'm going to try to pronounce this right, is trypanphobia, which is the fear of injections. And this can be caused people to avoid medical treatments or doctors altogether. Um, like many phobias, this fear often goes untreated because people avoid the triggering object in the situation. And an es- estimate suggests that as many as 20 to 30% of adults are affected by this phobia. When people with this phobia do take injections, they may experience feelings of extreme dread and an elevated heart rate leading up to the procedure. Some people pass out during injections, which can pose a serious health risk as this fainting can lower a person's blood pressure to dangerous levels. If someone has a history of fainting spells, it is vital to inform their doctor, of course. Behavior therapy can be especially effective for trypanphobia, um, as well as some of the other um, phobias that we've mentioned before, behavior therapy, of course, could be utilized. The next fear is agoraphobia. It involves the fear of being alone in a situation or place where escape may be difficult. This phobia may be the fear of crowded areas, open spaces, or situations that are likely to trigger panic attack. People may avoid these triggering locations and events sometimes to the point where they cease leaving their home entirely. Approximately one third of people with panic disorders develop agoraphobia. Agoraphobia usually develops sometimes between late adolescence and mid thirties. Two thirds of people with agoraphobia are women. The disorder often begins as spontaneous panic attacks, which results in people feeling more anxious and afraid that a panic attack could happen again. People suffering from agoraphobia are unlikely to cope without treatment. Cognitive behavior therapy is the most common treatment with about half of the patients finding resolution. The next most common one is misophobia or the excessive fear of germs or dirt that can lead people to engage in extreme cleaning, compulsive hand washing, and avoidance behavior related to anything perceived as dirty. It's sometimes linked to obsessive compulsive disorder. This phobia can also result in people avoiding physical contact with other people out of fear of containment, overuse of disinfectants, and excessive preoccupation with media reports about illness outbreaks. People with this phobia may avoid areas where germs are more likely to be present, such as doctor's offices, airplanes, and schools. I would imagine that this phobia got especially heightened during the pandemic. Um, I know I worked with a few clients who presented as OCD that had this phobia and 
had excessive hand washing to the point where they would, would wash their hands and it would be dry and cracked and off sometimes bleed or feel like they needed to clean every single doorknob um, or would avoid touching a doorknob unless they had like a, a sterile wipe or gloves on. So this can be pretty de- debilitating for people, unfortunately. Like many phobias, there can be various causes to mysophobia, such as a traumatic experience or a pre-existing mental health condition like depression or anxiety disorder. People with this condition are known to have difficulty breathing, sweat excessively, and possibly have panic attacks. So phobias can really look like just about anything for people. And it's important to recognize that someone's fear may seem like something that is just like, okay, well, don't be afraid of that. Like that's silly. Um, However, these fears are definitely much more intense than just things people can just push off or push away um, and can be debilitating. As I mentioned earlier, to the point of panic attacks, not wanting to leave their home, um, developing OCD behaviors in order to attempt to cope with said fear. And I think in general, people would be surprised by the number of people who would answer, yes, I do have a phobia um, if they were asked. So it's important to always consider like what someone is going through before we just jump to conclusions. I know a lot of times when we get frustrated with others, it's because they are unwilling to like change their mind or, or see a different point of view or to cope with something that uh, we think is easily managed. However, that's not the way anxiety works. That's not the way that phobias work. Um, it can be so deeply ingrained in a core belief that a person has that just moving on from it or just getting over it um, is not possible. There needs to be much more behavioral or cognitive therapy that is utilized in order to overcome these phobias. I know oftentimes that EMDR is used, eye movement desensitization reprocessing. Um, There is a treatment specifically for OCD that can be utilized as well. And so it's really helpful to recommend if you see someone experience a phobia to commit to going to therapy rather than just minimizing it or um, thinking that the person can, can manage it on their own. Oftentimes they cannot. So I just wanted to share a little bit about phobias. Obviously there's much more information about phobias and the complexity of them. This is just a broad stroke to introduce you to the seven most common phobias, as well as for people to take it more seriously than perhaps they have in the past or value it in a different way. Um, It's not just anxiety. It's like anxiety plus the fear of having a panic attack, plus the fear of experiencing or being exposed to the feared stimulus. All right. Well, if anyone has any questions or wants to talk more about phobias in the future, please feel free to 
reach out because I'm willing to answer any questions that people have about anything that I talk about in this mini series. I believe we have about three more episodes in this mini series. So please continue to tune in and I look forward to continuing to talk to you about different types of anxieties. All right, take care.